Warning, the content in this podcast contains some explicit language which may be offensive to some listeners and may be inappropriate for children. Therefore, the content in this podcast is intended for a mature audience only. So, would you fall in love with hip hop? Right here, what we're gonna do is go back. Remember that shit? Yeah. <laughs> I do. It's one of those irrational fears. Yeah, yeah. then they want to say send to ten people. Why I got to pick ten? I don't even know ten people. Yeah. No, I know ten people. Hold on, look, I come up with ten people. Somebody that I don't even know they got. Well, hold on, somebody I ain't talked to in years. Oh yeah, there you go. But see, it's not you knowing. And then I feel bad because I don't always read that stuff. I just send the person a heart, like. Thank you. You know. Thank you for sending it to me. Thank you for sending it. Because yeah. sometimes it'd be like four paragraphs worth of stuff. Yes. Hey. Yeah. I don't like when people do that though. Thanks for the thought. Um, this, this is Mocha T. This is Capri. And this is Dante. And we have a special guest with us today. Hey, my name is Lucy Larray. You know what? So, um, funny. We runs into Lucy Larray at Eddie Brosco's um, event, yep. same way we mm-hmm. did with Bino. Yep. Bino actually slid us, Lucy, and was like, here, I got somebody else for you. Take mm-hmm. her, right? Yep. And you know, she's this really cute, big hair, bright smile, you know, and I'm like, sure. So we take her information and follow her on, go to Instagram, and I'm like, 59,000 followers? <laughs> what did we get so lucky? <laughs> should be happening everywhere you go absolutely because it doesn't take from his platform mm-hmm, no and it enhances your platform mm-hmm. and so um yesterday and not, and not only it enhances hers but it enhances ours as well right because we have a dope artist on right mm-hmm. so and we got a couple of dope artists absolutely mm-hmm. i mean so it's not like you know him being here kills your shine and you mm-hmm. being here kills his shine mm-hmm. it all co- collaboratively helps us all come up yeah working together yeah. right so i just think that that's the the way we should like kind of deal with each other when we see when we're doing things mm-hmm. i, I yeah. agree and but i feel like even i don't know how it is in the music industry but i feel like in the podcast industry it's been like that mm-hmm. like it takes one person to kind of like lift up and share it and i think it's it's like a whole community of people that i mean that's like dope and like if, if i can't get to something okay i have another podcast that can mm-hmm. instead of being like no, I don't know nobody else. You know, right. it's, it's just helping each other. Right. Yeah. I mean, and we share guests. I mean, your conversation and my conversation with them may be com- two completely different conversations. I don't think it's any, um, it kills your shine even to share guests and even to have different people on your platforms. I mean, so I think, um, 
as we start to grow, just as people, period, we need to start thinking about that. Yeah, it's about community, elevation. We're, we're, we can't elevate if we don't help each other. Right. You know, so I definitely agree with, you know, having that community out here. I do see the community out here in Oklahoma, even though a lot of people say, you know, everybody's trying to step on each other, but that's everywhere. You know, but when it comes down to, like, going to actual shows and going up to networking events, I mean, that's how we met. Out here, Oklahoma is, you know, they're doing their thing. They're doing their part, you know, trying to elevate. It's new. I think that also, too, um, what we're learning mm-hmm. is just even our platform is new. Mm, that's cool. Um, right. Oklahoma is really behind the curve. I, I love my state. <laughs> but they're a lot behind the curve. You know, we pick up things kind of as it kind of moves across the country. And then I don't know if it just kind of moves like it comes from, like, California and then, like, D.C. and, like, uh, New York. The East Coast. And East Coast, and it kind of mm-hmm. clashes in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get the mid- with the Midwest touch on it. Mm-hmm. So whatever we put to it, however way we do it, you know, you kind of get that. But it's always a little bit later than everybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, ain't nothing wrong with that. The wave itself, I think, is it, it's starting to pick up. We mm-hmm. get a lot of support, a lot of love, and a lot of support. Yeah, we've though. been getting a lot of support um, from a lot of people. Yeah, like I said, I, I noticed that Oklahoma's community. So like, once you you just let people know, hey, I'm doing this, they really mess with you. They gonna want to support. Right. And that's that's something that um, it's hard to say. You know, some of my people back in Miami, you know, like they they'll say they they're about the support, they're about that. But when it comes time to you know showing up to shows and really putting down maybe ten dollars for a ticket or something like that it's like man i can't do that or you know but then they go turn around and you know buy some drinks or whatever but they or don't want to support there's no ticket yeah right. there's that yeah yours. go and see beyonce and spend 150 maybe 300 dollars. i mean like she already made it what's up with your local community you know right. show the love right True. so i wonder if sometimes it has to do with um we were talking about biblical terms i always just think about it like that but you know they say jesus went always went back and when he went back, he just could not affect the people that he grew up around. I wonder if sometimes people just look at you and think, oh, you're just from here. Um, we're just kind of naturally, you know, in the, so maybe the support itself has something to do with the biases they have towards you as a person just from knowing who you are. Okay. And so then, like, seeing your platform. So, like, it's easier to go in other states or other places where they don't know you and they see your dopeness and they see your light because this is what they're meeting. Right. Versus what they've always known. So, like, you have to evolve. I think sometimes in some areas we evolve into something. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you started off as, like, you know, well, I was a little lame, you know, wore glasses, had buck teeth, didn't really, you know, and then people, you kind of grow up, and now people see, you know, you're evolving, and maybe they struggle with that evolution. Mm-hmm. Well, see, my evolution with music, uh, I started off in metal bands. I was actually a screamer, and I play bass. Okay. So, um, I. So, what is a screamer? Her look. Gotta... Um, metalcore music. I don't know if you guys ever hear like that death metal. It's like, you know, yes. they're like screaming. You're like, what are they even saying? Yeah, that's what I used to do back then. When I was in high school and stuff. And um, a lot of those shows were more just like you know, teen kids want to come around and get messed up, whatever. But that's when I realized that I really wanted to be in the performance uh, path of life. But I didn't want to necessarily do metal. I listen to metal to this day, but I'm not. That's not something that I want to put out into the universe. I definitely want to come out with my own sound, my own type of music, and um, just inspire people and talk to them in a different kind of way. Um, so that's why I've been working on like R&B, hip hop, even some Spanish music, which I will be dropping a Latin single soon. So nice, nice. 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 So how many languages do you speak? I speak two languages, but I definitely want to learn more. So okay. yeah, so Spanish, Spanish and English. Spanish? Yeah, okay. mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So I know we started off talking. Do you have a question for us before we get into more? So question: Could you ever be? 
friends or really good friends with an ex and their new girlfriend or new boo? Hmm. Um, I think I can. I've done it before. Um, so tell I was, us about that one. So I was in this relationship for about maybe six years, and uh, the girl he left me for was somebody who I I told him from the start she you know she was crazy not for him whatever but she he still made his decision. I love him more as a person than for me to be like, well, I hate you because you hurt me. I've tried to try to hate him, you know, like, wow, he really messed me up. But I just couldn't find it in within me to have that energy, that hate. So whenever I did see him, I just said hello to both of them. You know, I didn't have to be in their face, but they wanted to be in mine for some weird reason. Maybe it's because of the way I was accepting it. You know, it was like, well, if it's not bothering her, let's see how we can take her off. Maybe that was something she was thinking. I don't know. But at the same time, I was just like, I know who I am. You know, you knew what you had. We're friends now. You can do your thing, man. I'm not, shoot, I'm not even stressed over it. Why? So, I thought about the question when I thought about it, because um, I don't know if you guys have watched, um, Zoe Kravitz has a new series. I want to it's either on Hulu or Netflix. I don't remember which one it's on. Anyway, so, in the series, she's, like, dating this guy who she, like, is, like, madly in love with. Like, so in love with that she's like, I'm going to marry him. He's going to be who I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, right? Mm-hmm. So there is this point in which he, they get into it, they break up. He gets a new girlfriend that she doesn't really know about, but that she finds out about. Well, he, she met him through her brother. So they have, like, mutual friends. Mm-hmm. So they end up having this gathering, gathering or whatever. So he starts still coming around because naturally you still come around, you know, especially when you have mutual friends. Mm-hmm. And in this, like, the girlfriend's trying to be, like, best friends with her. And you can see, like, the girlfriend, like, comes up. She's, like, really excited. She's, like, you're, I can't remember the girl's name on the show, but you're such and such. And, you know, he told me so much about you. I've heard just a lot of things about you. And she is, like, trying so hard in this show. Because it probably should have been a movie, but it was a show. Which mm-hmm. makes it even better, because it's, like, 45-minute increments, you know. Mm-hmm. But... She's, like, trying really hard to be this girl's friend. And I thought, like, how many times would you... And and Zoe, of course, is having, like, this side commentary like they do in shows where she's like, I can't believe she's trying to be my friend. Like, mm-hmm. I can't. Like, yeah. But then she's smiling on the outside. So you think about how many times, like, you walk away from relationships and someone tries to be your friend. But I think that... I don't think that's a bad thing because I feel like if you're over the person or, like you said, if you love the person as a person... And not like, okay, this is my ex, they hurt mm-hmm. me. I think you could do that. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, there's some exes that I have that I could be friends with. I could probably be really cool with the people that they're with because I don't want them anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, what we had is done. It is what it is. And But she wasn't really over him. So That's then, the problem. Yeah, at that point, so, I would have kept it cordial. Not <laughs> try to be friends yeah. with her and try to befriend her right. when you know the type of feelings you have for Right, her. and yeah. so, like, there's a point in which they end up, like, sleeping together and the girl is, like, still with him or whatever, but there's this big... But she wasn't trying to be her friend. The ex, the girl was trying to be mm-hmm. her friend. So it wasn't like I'm seeking out friendship to you. I'm just being nice to you. Mm-hmm. You know what exactly. I'm saying? And you keep trying to be friends with me. Mm-hmm. And so we, anytime we're in, like, a in any kind of, like, gathering or something together, you want to cling to me, mm-hmm. and I'm just... I'm, yeah, that's it's weird. already awkward and weird. That, weird. that is weird, weird. That, weird. Yeah. Uh, that that the other woman or the new woman want to cling to the old woman. Mm-hmm. Right. That's weird. I don't know. Unless well, maybe use... maybe he there he she knows that he was really into that woman and she wants to try to learn how to be more like her 
so that she can, you know, please him in ways that maybe she can't at the moment right now. So she want to be like the other woman. That's why I say I keep I keep it cordial. I'm not going to let them come be my best friend, come sleep over my house, none of that type of right. stuff. But, like, yeah, that's weird. No, nah, right. I, I wouldn't be able to do all that. And so that's <laughs> the thing. Like, so I um have an ex that I still love to this day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love him. Like, love his family, love him. Um, and I always talk about him a lot because, like, I think he was one of the most influential relationships I ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like you. Like, um, it wasn't. It's not that I've stopped loving him to any level. It's not that like if he was single, I wouldn't be his girl or wouldn't marry be with him. But I respect his marriage. I respect where he's at. Mm-hmm. And so because I res- love him enough to respect where he's at, I would never compromise that for him. Mm-hmm. So I could be his girlfriend, like his wife's friend. I could have no issues with that. I wouldn't feel some kind of way about the fact that they're together. Mm-hmm. I love him so much. I think that that was the first, he was the first person I ever learned that you could love someone so much that you love them beyond what your own happiness is. It's unconditional. Right. And so it's like, I see that you're happy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are times when I was like, oh my gosh, if we could have ever been together we would have like we would but, have had that right yeah. the universe didn't mm-hmm. give us that but the exactly. people that i could be friends with hey, it's not that i I love you so much oh my god it's just that i'm so over you i don't want anything to do with you <laughs> yeah so i don't care and who you are she, yeah. she could have you and you could she could be my friend i could be cool <laughs> with you it don't even matter because i just don't want you just that much right so i mean i don't have that situation to like where like oh my god i love him so much because he's such a great person but yeah. we didn't work out so i could be friends with his ex Nah, probably not. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I, like you said, I could be cordial. Yeah. Speaking, keeping moving, but mm-hmm. I don't want to be close to you. Because I don't, yeah, don't want to be yeah. close to him. But like somebody that I absolutely do not want. Yeah, girl. Hey, hey girl. Probably right. so. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could Because it, it's not, mm-hmm. there's no desire in me that like want him or wish that we would have worked. Or like, oh, he's this way with her. Mm-hmm. I wish he was this way with me. Like, I think like some of those factors like come into play sometimes like when you still like have feelings for this person like but i love I him more boundaries and you have to have a level of respect <laughs> yeah. so i think that it's it's easy to love someone so be cordial it's yeah. easy to friend, be friends with people you don't have feelings with though feelings for them more. Uh, it's absolutely. Not See, but friends it's not really is such a, a it's a loose term friends right. yeah it's a loose term it's and very for loose me term. i'm a literal literal person so if you're my friend like i'm gonna look out for you i'm gonna be there for you right whatever but i'm not gonna sit here and befriend somebody i don't want to be a friend right with. i'm just gonna be i usually cordial, say we could be yeah. cool which is cordial, cordial. i mean that's yeah, it's just cordial. Cordial. Yeah. if i i mean so I, i'll be cordial right i can be cordial with you yeah but when i say friend like when i talk about my situation i mean like literal friend like if something were ever to happen to him he ever reached out to me and needed me i would literally drop everything i'm doing and make sure he was good that's my friend. Yeah. And so for me, I think it, like I said, it's harder. I think sometimes and that, like I said, that's when I learned in myself and I, it's not for everyone, but just for me, it was growth to be able to say, you know what? I see you guys building a family. I see you're married to your wife. I respect your boundaries. So we'll never cross those boundaries. You know, I love you and I still love you no matter what. It didn't work for us. So I'm okay with that. But I'll check on you. I'll make sure you're good. I'll, I'll reach out to you. That is a hard thing to do. It's not yeah. easy. Now, I see that there's some women who just can't deal with the reality that someone can still be friends and not have feelings. Because I dealt with that recently as well. I had a best friend that literally we tried it out. It just didn't work. And we we're like, ah, we're rethinking. We'll be friends. You know? And then he had a baby with this woman. And I congratulated her. I called her. I, ha- I have her personal information. I hit her up. And apparently when i hit him up one night to talk about something which was about another guy they broke up they had a fight that night and she was like why are you talking to her and i thought we were okay right so 
there's just some women who yeah. really can't deal with that reality and maybe want to be your friend to see what your intentions are. Right. Not to actually be your friend. I think you just have to be really careful, though. Yeah, but... Yeah, know. that's true. You gotta see why careful. people can't just be straight up. You gotta set boundaries. A lot of people just don't have the ability to be straight up, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you gotta set healthy boundaries, be really careful. I think if you're respectful... No matter what, no matter what the situation comes to, mm-hmm. I don't think that you're gonna be able to talk to them every day. <laughs> like, yeah, no, that's, that's not a no. I, I think that's, that's weird. Too I don't much. think you can call yeah. them at two in the morning and, no. and venting and crying about you know, your ex. You probably should set a boundary and not do that. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Right. But exactly. that's just like you know. I think that there are some things that you just have to be really careful about doing, and that's just the level of respect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want don't call. I don't care how close and cool y'all are. Don't call mm-hmm. my man at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, that's not right. Yeah, no. Or or right don't all. call my man all the time. Like right. like mm-hmm. I get that y'all had a friendship, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know whatever y'all's deal is, and y'all talk every little moon or like occasionally or whatever. Yeah, but no, if y'all it's have very if y'all like, talking like yeah, several yeah. times a week. You like in a situation and you call him at one in the morning like oh my god like oh, that's right. different. Like, that like, what is are you doing? different. Right. Yeah, so no, yeah, no. we gonna argue and get into nah, it. Nah, right? that was, like, it was the middle of the day. Like <laughs> I had spoken to him in months. Right. I was like, yo, what's up? He moved to somewhere else. I didn't even know where he was. Like that was that kind of situation. Right. Like no that, that right in. there. Yeah, no, we wouldn't be able to do that. Right. <laughs> but I think we have to be really careful about that kind of stuff. So I think sometimes people are like, you're my friend. But I'm dependent on you way more than yeah. a friend. Don't, please so like, don't be dependent really, on my man. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you have to take it into this account. Like, I'm not calling. Like, I, some of my friends I talk to every day. Yeah, you know, we might call on the way to work or on the way home from work or whatever. But then there are some friends that I call you every couple of weeks. We hang out from here time to time. Like, I think you just got to set healthy boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, don't oh, be disrespectful. And me, then so. make her feel comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't be in, like, like, if y'all just friends, don't only talk to her when... Mm-hmm. When I, you know, when I'm not around right. or, okay, um, yeah, let me call you back. I'm with such and such, you know, like, no, yeah. have your conversation. See right. what she wants. Like, right. <laughs> yeah, why right. you got to get off the phone or go into another room? Yeah. So secrecy. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't be secret, secret about it. Like mm-hmm. secret friends. Be, be open about, about it. What are y'all talking no, about? Yeah. What, what is there to hide? But no, <laughs> right. I made sure, I made sure she knew exactly what I was talking about because to be, be, before I even had the conversation with them. I sat down and, you know, talked to her and let her know, like, I, I completely understand your concerns, but just know that he is solely there. We're just, we've been friends since I was 12 years old. Right. Yeah. You get me? That's, it's different. Like, I'm like, man, look, we, we really don't want each other like that. We've, we've had, before they even hooked up, we've had our chances and we didn't, you know, oh, right. and I was real about her with right. that. Like, and I've been in situations didn't. like that and it just don't work, but we cool. Like we better off as friends yeah. and I don't even want you in a sexual way, like Mm-mm. period at all. After that. And the person you with, I'm very happy. Like. You found right. somebody. But, yeah, I'm happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. Right. You know? Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. So. so, I think that, like I said, again, I think you just got to fill out the situation, kind of understand what it is. Now, let me be honest with you. The person I'm talking about, I'm not friends with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we only communicate via social media from time to time. He'll like a picture I like. I like a picture he likes. We talk about the family and we go on. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so I'm not like, I'm not, this isn't like, I. but I'm saying that if it came to that, Mm-hmm. Say he's in the hospital and I have to go up to where he's at and I'm like trying to check on him and make sure he's good. I will walk in the room with full respect for her. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, um, I'm happy that he's happy mm-hmm. and I'm happy that they're happy together. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I just want what's best for him at the end of the day. And if that meant that sitting in the hospital room, I get to know your wife and I we become cool or whatever, you know, then I'm okay with that as well. Right. So, um, yeah. But that was just one of those things and I was watching that show and I was like, hmm. This is interesting. Could you actually do that? Because there are some exes I don't want nothing to do with you or your girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. But you know, typically, like, we're different. 
in our situations and relationships or whatever. And I typically check out during the relationship. So by the time the relationship is over, I don't really care who you talk to, who you with. I'm a, I could be cool with you and I could be cool with her. So I know we different in that space. And yeah, because so I don't check I out until after. So if I'm in a situation, <clears throat> I'll if check I check out, out I'll leave. I'll che- I don't. I'll so, check out in it. <laughs> if I check out, I'm gone. I'll check out in it. <laughs> and then I'll be trying to figure out how can I get, get out, out of it. And then I'm like in it, in it, in it. And I'm like trying to figure out how I'm going to get out. She like, be five years later trying to still figure out how to get out. Me? I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. I do. When are you packing your stuff? And they'll be like, just, just, just leave. Just get out. I'm like, I, can, I, don't, I know. Like, <laughs> you, just, you just find their pet peeve and do that. I just. All the time. Man. Uh-huh. I, it I didn't work. I dated, girl, I dated a girl who was like, don't ever smoke cigarettes or I'll leave you. And I was like, oh. You smoke cigarettes. So, so when they were smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Was, Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> find She's their like, pet I gotta peeve. go. Are you going to check out in it? Just, yeah, find their pet peeve. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, all right, I gotta, you know, rethink this whole situation that we're in right now. Yeah, no. well, well, one situation I was in, and there was a conversation. I, I need, I think we need to talk. And I was like, sure, okay. And but they didn't really want to hear that, so it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> like shit. No, she'd be stuck. It'd be five be years later, and she'd be looking at us, telling me, "I really still want out." And we're like, "Well, get out." Get out. She'd be like the movie Get Out. She's really hard for me to get out. So yeah, I'll die. So by the time I get out, I'll be like, what up? Like, <laughs> like you know, we see, right. see me, I'm the whole completely opposite. So like when I'm like, it's done, I'm done, I start packing your stuff. Not yesterday, not today. You got to go today. Right now. You got to be done right now. Yeah, so yeah, I'm probably yeah. hurt a little bit longer because it was probably something that created that we need to be done thing like it was either breaking trust or something occurred like I was telling um actually the ex we were talking about I was telling somebody the other day like our story and how he like hurt my feelings cheated on me and it wasn't that he cheated on me it was the way in which he cheated on me like I'm like a loyal person like I can forgive you for certain things like so I can like be like oh maybe it was a one-time incident you know and it happened but if it is a drawn out, this was a whole like scenario, you were going to her house multiple times, driving her car, I was trusting you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that is just so disloyal. And to me, that's just like a heartbreak. I'm just like, no, yeah, I can't believe because I'm never going to be able to trust you again. Because every time you say you're going out the door, I'm going to be like, so where are you going? Mm-hmm. Let me just make that. Come back here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you don't want to be like that. Right. Like, oh. I'm going to be crazy. Right. Yeah. I, like, you should not have to smell him every right. time he walks in. Exactly. Like, no. Right. Like, Hawaii smell like so. You say he's working all day. Right. It shouldn't smell like so. <laughs> Look, the rest of your body don't smell like so, but why you didn't smell like so? <laughs> or, like, the other part was, like, I found myself, like, driving myself crazy. Like, did you touch her like this? Did you kiss her like this? Did you, were y'all having sex like this? Well, what did you do this? Because I didn't want you to do anything. And it will drop you crazy. That you did to her, you know? And but, so but typically that's how I go though. But period. So that's why I don't do the whole cheating thing. That's why I know that if you cheat on me, it is just like the worst because I start to feel like maybe it was something wrong with me. Because he would go out the door and I was trusting him. Like he would be like, I'm going to my friend's house. 
I was trusting him. I wasn't like looking out the window, going out to the car, like wasn't following him around. I was just like, oh, okay, I love you. Give you a kiss, walk out the door, go down the street, blind trust. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm not calling your phone 15 times, trying to figure out if you're where you're at. Which like, is why I made the post. Many people out here live in double lives. Right. They really live in double lives. So. Right. And so I was just like, that just, so when I found all of that out, it just mentally just fucked me up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I can never do this. Yeah. So for me, like, that's one of those things. Like, I just can't. So when you break that kind of trust for me, like, I finally realized, like, mentally you are going crazy. Mm -hmm. Because you want to know who she is, what she looked like. I never knew who she was or what she looked like. I could literally be her friend today and not know. Because I never met her. I only talked to her on the phone. I never saw her because at the time we didn't have, like, social media wasn't, like, a big strong Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I never, I didn't know, like, I didn't get any of that. So, like, I was just driving myself mentally crazy. I wanted to know where he was going, where he was going, where you did it. You don't want me like that. No. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> I already overthink. So, if I, I Ooh, Lord, You overthink <laughs> and you stay on the subject like Baby. whatever. I can't even imagine being here. So, him. just think about that. I yeah, overthink I and then I'm already, like, consum- stuff starts to consume me. And then you didn't cheat it on me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Lord, that's my whole life. So all day, every day, I want to know where you at, what you doing, what you smell like, where you going, who, and who you growing with? up around <laughs> men because I'm literally the only female. They don't do it because they don't love you, which is the weirdest thing. But as a woman, it's like, well, if you love me, you wouldn't do that, right? Well, for them, they're like, yeah, it was just like a moment of the thing, like it was physical. My right. heart belongs to you, like, and to me, that never made sense because I was like, but I think what that's you true, about? But that's how they are. I don't, like, I don't think that. I mean, because I, I was in a in a marriage and I was cheated on or whatever mm-hmm. quite a bit. But I don't I didn't never. I mean, at first I used to think it was me. And then I realized it's not me. Like Mm-mm. he has the problem. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah. And so I think like a lot of women need to realize that like it's it. a lot of times it has nothing to do with you. But it make me it pisses me off sometimes when I see posts on Facebook and dudes be like, well, she ain't taking care of home. I'm going out and cheat. No, you're going out and cheat because you want Cause to. Because you want to. Yeah, because she a woman probably could doing, be doing everything. You a know? woman could be doing everything that she's supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And if you want somebody else, that's what you're going to do. Yeah, like right. if, if the temptation is there and you want somebody else, you that's exactly what you're going to yeah. do. Yeah. So they're purposely being an asshole at that point yeah it has nothing to do with her yeah sometimes sometimes yes but men are conquerors and i think that that's the part that we don't really understand Mm -hmm. is that they will see something feel like i i have to have that Mm -hmm. i want that and i'm and the more challenging it is the more i'm going to work to have it Mm -hmm. even if i don't really want it long term Mm -hmm. even if it really means nothing to Mm -hmm. me to get it it's just because yeah your heart is with your your spouse or your girlfriend whoever your heart is over there you you want her and you don't want to lose that Mm -hmm. but i want this too right so i'm gonna try to get this over here yeah and i don't want her to know like that's just how it it, it which is why monogamy has always been an interesting topic for me i don't necessarily believe that i think some people can be monogamous. Some people just, they're blessed to have that. They're blessed to have that, that, you know, their man's not out there looking for something else and she's not out there trying to gather attention. But I also think that there's some people who um, are capable of open love. You know, polymory. They can they can actually share that love equally with other people. 
you know and it's it's a thing it's out there so you know i just we think it's, about that. we have talked yeah. about that because i struggle with the whole monog- no, i'm not saying i monogamy. can't be monogamous but yeah. it the part that i struggle with is i wonder if we're really supposed to be with be monogamous one person for the rest of our lives then why are we so why are we able to connect and love other people the same way more than one person like why are we able to do that if we were meant to be monogamous so i actually struggle you know? with that I, I, we've talked mm-hmm. about that on um the previous shows where because i don't, I don't know can't. i think that it takes a certain kind of dedication to a person or commitment to that person and i think that it's a choice that's mm-hmm. just like you know oh yeah we make choices um to decide whether or not this is something i really want to do mm-hmm. you know and though i see other things and other people i recognize that this is better for me it's just like we make the choices in our jobs you know mm-hmm. like you go to work every day and you decide what kind of worker you're going to you have, to have two yeah. people on that page exactly. and I, think, I think the problem is you might have one in a relationship who is willing to be monogamous but and then the you got this one other one that's not and lying and, about right. it. and lying about it so then when you find out if you choose to stay well should i be monogamous still even though he's doing his thing or should i cheat so they, I went out with this guy um, this week and just kind of, you know, just chopping it up and having a conversation with him about, like, just random different things. And that was one of the things he talked about. So he basically made the comment that he doesn't think he's made to be with one person or whatever, that he's supposed to, like, kind of have his own, you know. And he felt like, well, you know, if I go out of town, I'm just out of town and I see someone and we just connect or whatever and I sleep with her or whatever, that's fine. And so I was like, okay, so how do you feel about that in regards to, like, the woman? He was like, well, if you come in with that mindset, then we're probably not going to be in a relationship. And I said, well, how is it that she has to be monogamous to you, but you want her to be open-minded to the it's idea selfish. It's selfish. of if you go somewhere else, then you can sleep with whoever. He was like, but no, I just want you to be. I said, so he was like, I said, so what if she gets into this and says, okay. You know, I come in and I, I can be monogamous. I, I know how to be a monogamous woman. Mm-hmm. But I see that this is something that you want to do or whatever. You know, I thought that maybe, you know, I could put up with it. But, you know, maybe I can. So then I'll have my own thing on the side over here. And he was so adamant about the fact that he did not like that mentality. No, and they selfish. usually don't. It is yeah. selfish. But mm-hmm. it's, it's a show on BET called Open. And I actually watched it last night. And I don't know. It's either a show or a movie. But the I guess the husband was always cheating on the wife. And then finally the wife was like, "We, I think we need to have an open marriage. Well, the open marriage consisted of him being who, with, being with other women, but he can only be with them one time. Because if he was with them one time, that meant like no feelings were mm-hmm. attached. More than once means attachment. Right. And mm-hmm. so that was the rules. They had mm-hmm. they had these rules or whatever. So he would be open, you know, he would go have sex with, with other women or whatever. And he would come to his wife and would be honest and tell his wife about these women. Mm-hmm. She would act like she was cool with it. Well, she ended up meeting a man. And, um, the, now she didn't, she ended up uh, running into a man from her past. Mm-hmm. And so she ended up sleeping with him and she was like, I'm not supposed to break the rules. I'm not supposed to break the rules. Well, she ended up having an affair with this old guy, but the husband was so upset at the fact that, I mean, I get that it's an old person, but why are you able to sleep with all these women? Mm-hmm. And what the moment that I sleep with one person, like you pissed off. Because I think men look at it like they're conquering territory. You know? It's a territory. It is so territory. Their thing is, look. I'm doing this with multiple people, and I have no connections with these people. Mm-hmm. Whereas you go in, and they recognize that women cheat for different reasons. Mm-hmm. So women it's don't emotional. cheat to conquer. We cheat for emotional support. Like, if I'm cheating with someone, it's because I can have a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Like, if I step outside my marriage, most times... They're giving you something that you're that, not right. getting in your marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it makes you feel insufficient. Or a relationship. Right. 
Or you could just be a whore. That happens too. But that's true. <laughs> that is true. You could just be somebody who just sleeps around, yeah. you know, and that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. But most women who aren't like women who just sleep around, who can be monogamous and who are monogamous in their marriage until mm-hmm. their husbands are no longer monogamous or until they decide to make a different decision, mm-hmm. they're cheating because either they're not getting what they want at home or they're not happy at home. So I know you're not really a part of the show, but you are because you're here. So, I mean, do you think that we're meant to be with one person? Um, I think uh, all of that is very complicated just in general because um, I've been in a relationship where, yeah, I can see this being long term, but then all of a sudden like a switch. I'm just like, but is that me? Like, and so you go through self growth every single day. So what you thought you wanted before maybe isn't something that you want in the end. Mm-hmm. So I think it's all super, or maybe, it's all just changing. Or maybe you, as you grow and evolve, you recognize that some people are staying stagnant. Yes. Oh, and you're absolutely. like growing and evolving and growing out of people. So like, I think we do that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say this and then we'll move on from here. But like, I was reading this post um, and today and I just literally got so livid because to me, I feel like what happens is we try to make um, marriage a value for women and make and make and devalue women who are not married and feel like make them feel like if you're not married, it's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of thinking by a that, certain age, but if you're not married by a certain age, by a certain age, you know, then there's something that wrong hits with home because I'm about to be 25 next month. But mm. that's the thing, like, and because we have this societal norm mm-hmm. that says that if you're not married by this time, then there has to be something wrong with you, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, no man wants you. Yeah, Or, you know, you have this, like, mindset. So then so many women, like, grow, go into these, like, mindsets where, like, they're obsessed with marriage. Like, mm-hmm. I have to get married. I have to marry somebody, even if the person isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And so, but just, it's just to say you did it, 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 you know, and to me, I've always been a different person in perspective of mm-hmm. when it comes to marriage, because yeah. to me, marriage on paper is a business. Oh yeah. I'm oh, not going to run into a business relationship with anyone just to be in a business relationship that is destined to fail. If you're not mm-hmm. committed to it, if you're not. So anyway, the post that he posted was. Women will wary. I've met men where women are married simply because they wearied the hell out of a person. And I'm like, who wearies the hell out of someone? Why do you want to wear the hell out of someone to get married? One and two, what kind of business is it if I have to wear the hell out of you? Mm-hmm. Like, if I have to constantly ask you and question your commitment and question your ability to be here and things like that, if our vision is not the same. Why do I want to be in that long term? Why would I? But even I, I, didn't, I that? thought that wasn't the basis of the post. The though. basis of the post. So let's go back to the basis of the post. The basis of the post was basically like women fuck who they want, men marry, and so remember that. So this girl post, men fuck who they want. Remember that. This guy underneath it said, um, women marry who they want. Remember, a uh, men marry who they want. Remember that. I think it, women marry who they can. I, I think I saw that post too. Yeah. So. Well, either way, like he tried to basically tried to say like, um, you're only married if because someone pretty much decided that you were worthy enough to be married. And I think that it gives us such this misconception that you have to be married. And a lot of times I think when we start talking about marriage and things like that, everybody's not meant to be married. Just because I've been in a relationship with you for 10 years doesn't mean that you make a, a material for me to marry you. I mean, we can be in a great relationship. It can be an amazing relationship. It can go very far. We That's not be my thing, though. Mine is, is um, I've been married before, but 
and I was I was with him for some years, but I've heard men say women who are not married by this age is something wrong with them. Mm-hmm. But what about men that hasn't been married by that age? Like, what is wrong with you? Or mm-hmm. what about men who don't have kids and ain't been married by a certain age? What's wrong with you? Like, they always want to point the finger at women. Like, if you're not married by this time and da-da-da-da, like, something is... But like adding value to something that should have, in itself, has so much more of a value and in making someone feel like if you don't have that, it's like it's like telling people if you don't own a house, it's something wrong with you. If you don't own a car, it's something wrong with you. Like some things just aren't for everybody. Or it's in timing. It's it's timing is everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. And again, I don't want to get married to somebody who can't be. That's like appointing a CEO to my household and saying that I trust you. Because at some point, I have to trust you. I have to be cozy or whatever. However, our dynamic is, we gotta trust each other enough to get through this, right? Right. So if I don't trust, if I'm just marrying you simply because, and then I'm mad at the end when I'm all divorced and I've been married 15 goddamn times and this everything that I, every marriage I run into ain't working. Well, it's like having 15 different businesses. No. And the other part of it is you got to remember when you separate, you separate assets, you separate off. I don't want to, I don't want to, that li- I don't want that legal liability. And some men just ain't worth that legal liability. I hate to say it like that. Just because we get along in a relationship does not mean that we would be good in a marriage. And I think we have to be understanding of that when we come to that. Because we'll pressure somebody off. Girl, y'all been together for five years. He don't want to marry you. Well, what if I don't want to marry him? People got that bad, though, putting timelines on <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. What if y'all if been together over three years or two years, they like, well, he ain't asked you to marry you yet? Like, what if mm. I don't want to get married yet? What if I don't want to marry him? Yeah. Shoot, I've been thinking, like, we got to be together, like, ten years, so I know. So I really know. <laughs> because then, then, because, see, I was with him for six, six, seven years, and he turned around. I didn't, I wasn't checking his phones and doing all this stuff. But then, come to find out, he had multiple relationships. And then the long, the last one was a six-month relationship. See, that's so, a double life. They be having double lives. So why would I want to get, I don't know. I'd be like, if I, if I do think, yeah, I was like, if I think I want to get married, it's going to be a 10 year relationship. And then, you know, my mom's like, when you go give me some kids? I'm like, mom, I've been single for five years. Like, you know what I mean? I'm doing my thing. I'm out here doing music. I'm doing different things. I'm not worried about that right now. So, so back to that, like, Mm -hmm. let everybody know what you do. So I'm a singer, songwriter, co-producer, rapper. Uh, I, I do a lot of different things. Um, Right now, I'm in Oklahoma working on music. I've been recording over 20-something songs. I think I've already got, like, 30 tracks for the archive. Um, I've been working with Chris Cutter Classic. Um, he's he's phenomenal at what he does. Um, I've been working with the team at Castle Row. Everybody's been super helpful. Um, I've got my management. You know, Tagus has been the man when it comes to, you know, getting around and doing the shows and stuff. I just recently had a show uh, here in Oklahoma. I was supposed to have another one in Tulsa and Wichita, but with all this going on and South by Southwest got canceled. So I was like, you know, I'm gonna take this time to go home and go see some family while everything chills out because eventually it's gonna chill out. Everybody's gonna notice it wasn't that big of a deal, but you know. So what is home? Where is home? Miami, Florida. What brought you from Miami, Florida? Because everybody probably asked that same exact question. What brought (laughs) you from Miami, Florida to Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Right, sunny so, beaches, <laughs> palm trees. Nice weather all the time. All the time. It's a, it's a funny story, really, because I actually got away from Miami to uh, self-discovery. I went to the Grand Canyon, and I was uh, up there as a cook. 
for about five months. And uh, the people I was working with, they were like, hey, let's go take a vacation to Vegas. You know, we went down there, party. We went to this uh, gay club and I met the security guard who looked like a male Pocahontas because he had the longest braids I've ever seen. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I'm going to show you my music. And he was like, hey, I'm going to send this to somebody. There's, I had a dollar for every time somebody was like, I'm going to send this to someone. I didn't think anything of it. Um, he actually hooked me up with who's my management today. And okay. um, that was out in Vegas. And then, I, so when I met him, um, I had to get back down to Vegas to actually meet my manager because he was going to be there the weekend after I left. And I came down, we met at the Starbucks. We had a great conversation. I showed him my music. He was really impressed with me. And uh, he was like, hey, we're stationed in Oklahoma. I was like, Oklahoma, that's really weird. Like, why would you be in Oklahoma? So I came down and Castle Row is a gem in the middle of Dell City. Like, no one would ever even think about it. You look at it from the outside, it doesn't look like much. But you go inside, and this is a state-of-the-art facility. They're doing movie scores in there. They're doing all kind of stuff. They mess oh, around wow. with Netflix, HBO. They do they do all kinds of stuff in there. I never knew that. Because oh, yeah. my, my kids used to get their hair cut right next door at the barbershop <laughs> next door. People have told me I've lived down the street from there the whole time. Didn't even know what it never was. Knew. Yeah. I mean, when we went for the mix, it was kind of like, we walked in, and I walked in and was like, oh. Like, this is all one place? And then I went downstairs, and I see the stage, and I saw the studio, and Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, this is nice. And there's three different studios in that building uh, with the live room where we were, where we met. That Mm -hmm. live room is actually where they do the movie scores. Okay. So they record the movie scores in there. Yeah. And, and, and that facility in there, they've been doing their thing, you know, all kind. And I've been co-producing with uh, Cut a Classic in there. So we've been, he's been letting me uh, do my thing as a co-producer, which is a big reason why I'm out here. I've, I've tried to work with a lot of people in Miami, but the thing about being a female in the industry is people want something from you and it's not your, it's not your voice. So we were going to ask you, so yeah. how is it being a woman in the industry? Because there has to be, you know, um, I always say, like, it's hard to network as a woman. Mm-hmm. Because men always, it doesn't matter, if, especially if you're an attractive woman. Oh, yeah. Because you can ultimately start off in this, like, all I want is business kind of role. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like it always kind of turns into something else. You almost have to, like, put your foot down and say, no, that's not what I'm here for. That's not what I'm doing. I really need to do business. And then people start calling you a bitch. Yeah. But other well, people think that, I don't mean to cut you off, but other people think that as well. Like, we're doing a podcast. Like, mm-hmm. I've heard, like, oh, the only reason why they're talking to you or they're on your show because they want to sleep with y'all and da 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 It's like, no, we're actually really networking. We're building, like, good relationships with I mean, people. y'all fine. We're not. Damn. Thank you. It's like, <laughs> it's like, that's not, the, I mean, maybe that is their intention. I don't know, but it doesn't feel that way, and it's not yeah. my intention. Like, uh-huh. I mean, but I've heard that, and it sucks. Like, why yeah. can't we just be women, like, in a podcast industry and networking with people and just building good relationships? Because men can't put two and two together. When they see a woman, it's like they almost see right past them. And they're not seeing the business. They're not seeing how you're dressed. They're not seeing none of that. They're saying, damn, she got a nice body, face nice. You know, they're not even, they're probably not even listening to what you're saying. You know? And a lot of times I think that, you know, and, and it used to, it's, it started bothering me because people would, would be like, you lot, you guys are really good because you're pretty. You guys are really good, you're pretty. Like, it's like, you don't see our talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you're really good, you're pretty. Like, you're oh, really good job. Good, you can get some attention. Right. What can you do after but that? But the other part you know? is I had to kind of embrace that and be like, you know what? We are really pretty. Mm-hmm. Let me put a picture out here. Mm-hmm. Let us do a video. Mm-hmm. Let us do this. Let us talk to people. Because mm-hmm. it'll attract you originally, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then you can continue to come in. And, and you're listening. And did you listen to mm-hmm. us. And even if it, you know, sex sells, I guess is what they say. So mm-hmm. let me use, utilize that sexuality, well, pull yeah. you in. That's what I had to do with my music. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let me utilize that sexuality, pull you in. You know, I guess it's not the worst case scenario. Thank you, God, for making me pretty. You know, whatever yeah. it is. But that being said, like, I mean, if, if that's what it is, I'm not have to embrace that because it just, like, it annoyed me at the beginning. 
So I have a question for you. Say that mm-hmm. like men usually want something from you, mm-hmm. and if you don't give them what they want, then what? So every studio I've been through down there, they start off. They're like, yeah, yeah, we can get you in the booth. We can totally do that. They bring me around people. I met uh, what's his name? It'll come to me later. Um, but you know, I met certain people out there who before they became who they were now. Um, and they was behind the booth and everything. And, um, the same studio Cardi B recorded her first single. Um, I was in that same studio and I was like, well, why am I not behind the microphone? Like what's going on? Then they pull out this weird contract talking about, yeah, we'll give you free studio time. And you know, but there's no money involved and it's like a really long contract for some reason. And he's just trying to lock me in. And then I got the dude trying to give me the contract. You know, he wants to, he's playing like he wants to do this all business, but if I'm not giving him what he wants sexually, because he'll make those subtle moves um i get half projects or no project at all so i've been to certain studios where i'm like i know i know where this is gonna go i got an hour and something if that and i try to push my song bomb right there on back no punches no nothing i just record it right there so they can't tell me nothing and then i have that sent to me and i've been having to do that and they never mix and master it we never go back in and actually re-record or add to it yeah because they know i never gave them what they wanted so Me that is being, horrible being a female in the industry. Yeah, but listen, me finessing that, that I at least got those, those many tracks, even if it wasn't Mixing Master, even if it was recorded in a trap house in, in the middle of nowhere, I had to drive an hour away to deal with one person, and I will shout this person out. Twink the Beat Man. He is the man. When I said what I'm talking about, he never looked at me. Well, yeah, he ain't gay, so he sure he looked at me like, damn, she fine, you know, but he ain't never made me feel like I got to give him something to work with me. He listened right. to me. He was probably the only person out there, that only producer out there, um, who, who was really messing with me. Now, he does deal with narcolepsy, so he was knocking out in the middle of it. It was taking us a really long time to, uh, you know. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm saying, cause he's a really big dude. He's a real heavyset dude. So he would just be sitting there, you know, knocked out, making beats and stuff. And I was like, man, I got to do this myself, you know. And I'm like, now I'm looking for schools to see how I can mix and master and do all this stuff myself. I'm, like, I'm never going to get this stuff done, man. So um, unfortunately for him, I, I've got the few tracks that I was able to show uh, Vegas, Tegas, in Vegas. <laughs> and um, and it, it, it wasn't the best, but he was like, I definitely see the potential of what you got here. This is really good. And he's like, you wrote this yourself? I'm like, yeah, I write all my music. You know, and I co-produce. So what's up? And that's how we ended up over here. And I came here for a weekend. And uh, me and Chris came out with three tracks that Chris? weekend. Yeah, Chris Cutter. Okay. Chris, uh, Chris Cutter Classics. Uh, everybody knows him as Cutter Classic. Uh, but yeah, we came out with like three tracks that weekend. And they were all bangers. And everybody was like, hold on. We just did this in a couple hours. Like, so you really trying to do this? And I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, and most of it was freestyle and all that. And till this day, it's, it's, it's a song in the archive that we're going to keep for, for later on, uh, vote. But yeah, now so Chris Cutter's mm-hmm. in Oklahoma city. Yes. He's from Oklahoma city. Uh, he's definitely been putting his city on. He's worked with a lot of major artists, uh, like Ray J. He just dropped a single with Ray J, uh, recently. So he's been doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so we've been doing our thing, putting everything together. We got about 30 tracks now, and we're about to release uh, Pull Up, which is a Latin single. Okay. Yeah. And nice. We're going to go that direction first because I got hip-hop music, R&B music, all kind of different music, but we're going to hit that Latin direction first. Uh, yeah, I think I want to hit my, you know, because I'm Spanish, so I want to let right. them know, like, hey, I got this for you. So where, is, <laughs> so where is your music? Where can people find your music? Um, eventually, it's going to be on all platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, everything you can think of. Right now, I'm just getting my paperwork, you know, dealt okay. with all my split stuff, you know. So when it does drop, everybody's getting paid. So, so do you have any on YouTube right now? Nothing. Nothing. nothing? My, friends, my friends are so mad at me. Like, from Miami, they're like, we know you've been doing music for 10 years, Lucy. Like, 10 years. 
yeah, and I've, I've never dropped anything. I've never put anything out because I don't want to be that artist that puts their music, they put their heart in the music, and they own nothing of it. You That's know, true. there's a lot of old artists that to this day, this is a classic song and their families are not getting paid for that. Right. That's true. You know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that. I didn't so sacrifice. You're, smart. you're strategic about yeah, it. Very strategic. That's good. Yeah. That and and good. I'm not putting myself through everything I'm putting myself through for nothing. Yeah. And they talk about like in the industry, a lot of people are taken advantage of because they don't like really read the contracts. And Ooh, at the yeah. end of the day, everybody else owns their music, but them. <laughs> not just their music. They own them. That's Remy true. Remy Ma talks about how Fat Joe kind of gave her the game. And basically told her, don't sign over the, it's either the rights to your music or the, it's something that he told her. Is it the royalties? No, it's the, it's something that you own. So if you own, it's like either the rights, she said when she was in prison, that's the only thing she knew, she said she didn't know nothing else. She just remembered him telling her, don't sign over this. Your publishing and your songwriting. There you go. The publishing. There you go. I'm my own publisher. Yeah, he was like, don't ever, I don't care. And she was like, and when she was in jail, she said that they tried to take advantage of her and they would like send her contracts trying to get her to sign over her publishing of her um, of her music. And she was like, no, I'm never going to do that. She said, but the problem is a lot of musicians don't know that. They a don't lot of read people it. don't tell them that. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily that, but you think, oh, okay, well, you get my publishing. It's not, you know. It's they not don't read deal. it. Or I think they, they depend on other people. Are you giving me a million dollars? Yeah. You know, I read it. the contract. You're giving me a million dollars. Like, I need that million dollars. I'm sleeping on the floor. Bino said, what did he say? He got off the floor and went straight to a, a performance. Like, if you're giving me a million dollars, I might not never think about, like, what that looks like. Oh, it's a million dollars. Or sometimes you don't really understand, like, exactly what it is. So explain, like, what publishing yeah, is. Yeah, so publishing and songwriting, like, basically you'll get your royalties if you wrote your own music, and publishing is you putting yourself out. So, for instance, I'm, a, I'm an independent. I'm not signed to any label. We are doing our own thing. My management and I, we are doing our own movement. So when I put that music out, it's going to be on us to put it out on every platform. It's not going to, like, if Sony does it, then Sony owns that. They own that for, you know, mm-hmm. who knows how many years. And they're probably taking a big chunk of it because they're the publishers right. versus you doing it yourself. Right. So is that like So is that why a lot of people are now kind of going to, like, the indie versus, yeah. like, signing Almost a Yeah, because they realize that they're actually owning their own stuff versus, like, uh, being a one-hit wonder and you're not even getting paid for it. Cause it's seems more common nowadays. Like it's a lot of indie artists versus like with major labels. And a right. lot of people think that when these label gives gives you the money, they don't invest, they don't spend it on what they're supposed to spend it on. That money is meant for music videos, wardrobe, whatever it is you need to do with your music. It has nothing to do with chains and weird cars and all this stuff. And they spend it on that. And really, that money is a loan. That money from that contract is a loan, unless they tell you. This is yours, and this is not a payback. It is a loan. And a lot of these artists out here are spending it on change, thinking their song is going to make that hit single on a, on a Y100 hit board and stuff like that, and it doesn't. And now they got to pay all that back. That's why right. you never hear from them. So the advances and, right. Exactly. That it's makes a loan. Sense. That makes a lot of sense, though. You know, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, yeah, I think, so, and she, and Remy said she didn't understand any of it. She didn't understand nothing else. She just knew. Somebody told her, don't, don't sell this. Never sell it. That's yours. Keep it never sell it so she said she even when she was in prison she was like i never signed she said they were trying to take advantage of us and everything so she's like i still continue to own the publishing of my my music good, i get to, that's her. mine yeah right. it belongs that's to good. me and so that's the thing i think that just even not knowing but if somebody just says you don't sell your publishing and you listen hmm. like for whatever the reason millions is, of dollars because yeah, yeah they could have gave you a million but they making millions right she mm-hmm. was like right she was like i understand she was like i understood 
I, I didn't understand it then. She said, I understand it now, though. Mm-hmm. She was like, so, you know, it's, that, it's a lot of artists in the game that don't know. Yeah. That yeah, come absolutely. in and you don't have anything and they, get, they throw all this stuff at you and you mm-hmm. don't know. Yeah, and the percentages went up also. So now it's like 50-50, songwriting and publishing. Really? So, yeah. So that's why I've been working this hard. 10 years, yeah, because I'm going to be the owner of my songwriting and my publishing. That's what's up. And I want to be one of the first females who comes up, for one, not having to sleep with nobody to get to where they're trying to be, and two, really being independent and owning all her work. You know, I wrote everything. Everything I have, I wrote. There was one song I will shout out meant to be. They came in and they gave me some pointers and we hooked up. We did a, we did a cool single together. Um, but other than that, like I'm still doing my songwriting. I did what I had to do. It's not like I ever had somebody come in and say, this is your lyrics and this is how you got to do it. That has never happened. So how long have you been in Oklahoma? About four months. I was only supposed to be here for three months and uh, I extended because I actually started to like Oklahoma, you know, and then, uh, start things started getting weird. So I'm like, okay, you know, but I've been here for four months and, I'm going to say um, it's real, real chill here. You know, the community, if you need something from people, they're there for you. Like, that's that's something for sure I'm going to say that's out here than Miami, you know, and in the short term of knowing people, you right. know, because you can be like, we met five five minutes ago and be like, hey, I need this. I'm like, I can help you out. Yeah, you know, out there yeah. in Miami, they're like, why are you looking at me? Yeah, <laughs> and, that, and that was my next question. Like, what is the like the big differences or the major differences that you see between being in Oklahoma and being in Miami? So for sure, is people keep to themselves out here. It's not like Southern hospi- hospitality where you walk by someone in the grocery store like, hey, how you doing? It's not like that. But it's it's you know people keep to themselves. Everybody is more family oriented. I will say that. So there's a lot of things to do out here in groups, and everybody really cares about being with their family and home cooking and all that. In the city, it's kind of like a hit or miss. Either they really care about their family or they don't. They they don't even care about themselves, you know, and they're just out doing yeah. whatever. Uh, out there in Miami, people are up till probably don't even go to sleep. I mean, if you want to wake up and continue drinking for 24 hours, you can. It is a really, really Not crazy here. city. They shut down around yeah, here. <laughs> yeah, they shut down early around here. And, and it's down. a crazy city out there. And um, to be honest, I didn't know that I was living in such a crazy place until I left. And realize that not everybody lives their life the way people are living out there. And yeah. I grew up in a really fast city. So going to the Grand Canyon and meeting people, uh, you know, older than me who haven't done half of the things I've done. Yeah. I'm like, oh, and I thought I was behind, you know. And then people are like, no, no, yeah. we just live our lives and cook and go home and hang out. Like, what more is there to it? And I'm like, oh, man. We do a lot in Florida. You know, we wake up and we're like mimosas for breakfast and then we're like hit the yachts and then you're like in the, in the jet skis and stuff and you're out there oh, in the beach getting messed up and it's just normal. Like right. you don't need a million dollars to do that. It's just there. Right. right. You know, like so it, you know, people are just losing their minds eating tacos at three o'clock in the morning and all kind of stuff. Yeah. You want to you want tacos at three o'clock in the morning? You can totally get it. You want to hit the club right behind the taco spot? You can do it. And, and it says, it says, um, employees only. And I was like, what the heck is that door? And there's this guy standing next to it. And I walk up and he's looking at me like, oh, she's never been here before. So he's like, ID. And I'm like, okay. So I give him my ID. And he opens this door and it's like, it's a huge club. And I was at a taco spot. So I'm not expecting it whatsoever. Then there was this other spot that looks like it's like a entrance to the bathroom and you open it up and there's nothing but urinals. So I've seen chicks like, oh my God, I don't want to go in there. But the other door is to the club. 
So what? it's like speakeasies and stuff. Yeah, and then these restaurants. You're not expecting it, but they have restaurants, and then what they have that? this huge club behind there, and everybody's just getting messed up. And that's how it is out there. So being out here was definitely a culture shock to the point where it's like, I want to do stuff, I want to step out, but I kind of don't know where to go. So I'm glad I met Sam because she's been showing me a good time. You know, we went to uh, Edna's last night. Oh, yeah, okay. I had them lunch boxes. That was. Nice. I've never you been have to. Yeah, it's what? fun. Never been to. You live here. That's you live here. I know. <laughs> that's my Walmart, right? So here's the thing. Uh, yes, it's okay. near Walmart. So yeah. here's the thing. We've lived here, right? Uh-huh. And so it's easy because, like you said, it's slow. So you yeah. can literally like only do like pockets of things, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as we've done the podcast, we've started to learn about these little corner spaces uh-huh. right hidden spots. places hidden yeah. spots and like really hot places to go and hang out and have fun mm-hmm. like we didn't know about pony boys till now i don't know about that either it's by the tower theater you know oh okay yeah i have been there we were, then we were, and we were, then we were there. yeah yeah we did go over there and then what, what was the uh the gay bar we went to last night where they did the drag shows oh the boom the boom we was See, at the boom they did a drag show like i have absolutely no idea me neither i've been here for four months i didn't hear and anything. then she was like she's all like you guys keep to yourself. There's not really a whole lot going on. I was like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> come on. And like going outside, opening my door of the apartment, I don't see anyone, not children, not not anyone. And right. like in the city, it's hard for you not to hear people outside. You know, right. you can be in your room minding your business and you hear people screaming outside or something, you know, something's right. going on. Like on a yeah. good day, like example, like now, it's mm-hmm. cold outside, no one's outside. You can literally walk up and down the street and it's going to be really like cold. You might see a couple people getting out, coming out their house, getting in their cars. But it's not going to be a whole lot. No, you know nothing. There's nothing really going right. on. Yeah. And so, like, we just didn't realize that. So, like, as we've done this, mm-hmm. and then this process is kind of like, oh, I can figure this out. You know, I can, uh, this is a, this is fun. I like this. Let's let's navigate this or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, I think it's just kind of that thing of being open-minded. Yeah. And also kind of trying to figure out what all is here. Because, like you said, Edna, I've never been to Edna's. And I'm from Oklahoma City, <laughs> born and raised, you know? So. Got to hit there. What inspired you to do music? Okay, so back in back in middle school, um, I was going through a lot at that time, uh, mostly survival. And um, it was kind of, it started off as a joke with my friends. Like, they would freestyle a lot, you know, ciphering. We were going around, passing around a joint. And, and, um, and at first, it was, kinda, it was like a joke. I, I thought I sucked. It was just funny to me. And eventually, going to different parties... It, it, it changed from, haha that's funny, to, wait a minute, she's spitting. And then I'm like, oh, people are paying attention to me. I must be saying something. So I kept going to different parties, and every time there was a cypher, I would pop up, and they always thought, oh, she's just some chick listening. She just stepped into the circle. But then I, bop, I stop them, and everybody is like 10 dudes, and they're all like, uh, 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 uh. Now they're choking up. They can't out-rap me. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm good at this. She's like, I might Yeah, I think I might be good at this. Yeah, so I just kept... You know, kept messing around with it. And then it became a passion after I actually performed in a metal band. And I performed at this baseball party for a Oktoberfest or something like that. It was it was televised and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, just getting the rush from having people in front of me enjoying what we made, what we put out. I was like, wow, this this feels great. The adrenaline from that. It's, it's, it's a high that I haven't been able to find from anything else. And I've done a lot of different things. I'm an adrenaline junkie. So, like, for me, like, when it comes to music, I'm like, this is something that's just, it always gets my heart racing. Even if it's, like, an interview or a photo shoot or just performing to a small crowd, it literally 
just drives that adrenaline in me and I want to share that and going to different shows like Russ for one he's somebody who's written produced uh he's the one who published he's done everything with his own music and going to his shows and seeing the way people sing his song word for word back to him and got that energy that's like we're here for you and we love you and your music like I was crying in the middle of that concert and I was like I can't wait to be there I can't wait till people actually enjoy my music and sing it back to me full-heartedly like this made me feel something and 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 it's because of you that this song hit me and I just I love you and I want to share it with you and that's just something that ever since that feeling came into my heart I, I can't rip it out I've tried to do other things I mean I'm a cook I was at the Grand Canyon you know, I'm trying to do that. And I was actually supposed to be in Colorado uh, working for one of the ski rentals out there. Cause they, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to follow my music. Cause this was already when I met Tagus and I had a choice whether keep living that regular life and working and traveling, which is cool. Or really that door you've been waiting on your whole life to do music. That's the door you've been waiting on. You want to walk through it? And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to walk through that door. And I took my life savings and I came over here. And uh, I hadn't been living here for a while, and, and, and I've been shelling out a lot for this because I'm independent, so I don't have anybody paying for any of this stuff. It's just right. me, you know? That's good. I can't yeah. wait. So how did you get to 22,000 followers? Okay, so from 22, um, that's all modeling. And actually, that page started off as a smoking model, like 420-type model. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the music I was doing, because I've been in a couple different music videos with Slip and Slide Records and okay. stuff like that. I'm always like that vixen girl. Yeah. That's that's what got me up to that, you know. And nice. a lot of it was old pictures of my butt. Because <laughs> everybody's I mean, like, that's a big old booty. Wow. And she's sitting on a nice little something. <laughs> you know? But then I was like, I want to take people's attention away from my body and my eyes. I'm going to take all that down and just leave it with my face and, and just regular pictures and letting them know that I'm doing music. And everybody's been asking, like, so when are we going to hear? When are we going to hear? And then everybody kept following still then. So that's why, like, if you if you see a twerk video and it's deleted, it's like, oh, that was just like, I'm still here kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that ass is still here but you, know, <laughs> you know and then that's when they were like oh we like you already we, we want to keep following up. you yeah so I just stopped posting stuff like that and and up. one of my managers was like you know you're pretty you don't need to do that and I'm like I do it because I'm bored and you know like I know that people out there like to see that like so I like to see it really well? oh yeah you do? You do? Yeah. I was, yeah. I was a dancer back in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. We gonna keep getting these twerk girls. Yeah. I know. Because I, I can't girl. twerk for nothing. Oh, well, I can twerk. was twerking the other day. I was doing something. I said, I, I wish I could twerk. Like, like, oh. like, I wish my thighs moved like that. Hey. I can't get, girl, every time I, I, I see a woman it. twerk, I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I can twerk. I don't have rhythm. Individual. I'll be together. Whatever you want. I have like my friends there and I'm like, I think you gotta shake the leg. I'm like, you gotta do something. I'm like, what's it look like she said i think you gotta shake the leg weird because you know the leg the leg weird. yeah how you started up that's why the rest is just jiggle you know and I, it's funny because i remember i go to parties you know i'm twerking and, and the girls come up they're like well can you teach us how you do that and you know like most of them really get that much booty so like it's like i can tell you i can show you how to throw it back but at the same time like it's not gonna jiggle i can't Help me with that. I just, I just came to the conclusion that I'm good at slow grind. Uh-huh. I don't know how to twerk. Let me leave it in my slow grind. No, it reminds me of that much. video. You know that uh, video, that meme, the girl got the glasses and she's doing this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's all me. Yeah. 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 Ye
trick, the trick is you don't really got to do too much. You got to let it move by itself. Just do sudden it movements move. and it's all, uh, but you tense. No. You got to relax. No, you got a big ass <laughs> and a lot to We're going to have a twerk session. We yeah. got, <laughs> you got that jello. Yes. <laughs> She got that jello on that pudding. You remember yeah. the pudding commercials and they used to say, yeah. is it the jello? It's either the jello or the pudding. One of the two, but you can shake it. And Definitely jello. That's what you're talking about. And all you did is this, and it just moved. Yep. Yeah, what and then you can always dance better in the mirror than you can like when you out in public or in front of somebody. You'd be like, oh, oh, no. I think it's opposite for me. I'm like, Damn, girl! <laughs> Don't watch yourself. Just go, out, go out and have fun. Please do not. Hold watch on, I used to practice in the Let me tell you, any I, I went can dance bed. drunk. I don't care what nobody says. I don't have no rhythm, but when I'm drunk, I can do whatever I want to do. Same. 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 So I look, can twerk. I can do I can everything. Twerk, I can bounce. I can drop. And I done had a couple people be like, "No, you got rhythm." I said, "No, that's just drunk rhythm. That's just confidence." <laughs> By that time, it's not sober rhythm. <laughs> it is not sure. sober rhythm. So you are 25. Mm-hmm. You didn't uprooted your fit, your life, came to Oklahoma City. What does your dating life look like? Mm. So, ever since that long-term relationship, I've been dating around, you know, but I, I call it, I guess, a 30-day rule or something like that. <laughs> Ain't nobody be passing my 30 days. I, 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 I don't deal with shit. Like, I'm like, oh, you getting on my nerves? It's costing me my peace? Bye. Like, I just Do don't you? got time. Yeah. Do you block them or you just... And some of them, fun. depending on like the relationship, if we were good friends and we just got into a weird argument, I won't block them. I just like stop she blocked Queen. Them. That's why I asked that question because she blocked everybody. Because that piece is important. <laughs> well, it is. Uh, if they costing you that amount of piece, yeah, you block. No, I mean, period. Not block no, people. Not block um, people. I block people. We said sorry, talking mm-hmm. about we different. I block people if you just give me a weird vibe. Hmm. So like, if it's just something like, so, so to me, I would rather not try to navigate through the shit and mm-hmm. the mess and like. I have met people sometimes and been like, to navigate through this is going to just cost me my peace to try to get through. Mm-hmm. How do block. you know, though? Because, like, she'll go on one date with a person and then block. she'll just block them immediately. Oh, no, you can't do that. You got to give them a chance. She blocked them funny. immediately. She's funny. Now, I see out here, um, because I was talking about being monogamous, being open, I was actually uh, with a couple and they were cool. Everything was great. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> so everything is great but they were younger than me and i understand that people of this generation and younger don't understand communication communication is so important mm-hmm. and it's, it's so important when you already have two people so imagine three and uh they didn't have that communication with themselves and they didn't have it with me and at the end i was like after a couple weeks of just like dealing with it having multiple arguments when really we shouldn't even be arguing at this point right. in time because we're so new i was like ah maybe this ain't so it's like a poly you know? relationship kind yeah of? Okay. yeah most of most of and really between me and the female it was more of a i was just happy to have like female energy around because i do like women but like i was just happy to have the female energy around and i kind of just enjoyed being with her versus like the sexual aspect of, of the whole thing that's right. that's the thing for me i'm more on like connection than sex you know because yeah. i know i can fuck the shit out of somebody but at the same time like i want to connect i want to connect with and you I'm connection is big for me yeah too. so i'm the same way so like i energy is not sex, mm-hmm. but me, if energy. I have sex with a person, mm-hmm. I can. I, I'm like you. I, I know I can fuck shit out of you. I know you're gonna like this. I know yeah, this I know you're gonna like it, but I know this is gonna be great. 
And I mean, you know, that's not an issue for me. So because I know that I have that part, mm-hmm. like right. for me, the connection and the energy. So like when people throw my energy off, they always get mad and they're like, you just block people. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> but if I block you and don't think two seconds about blocking you, I didn't need you. Mm-hmm. And that's like my ultimate rule. So if I block you and I'm like, eh, I probably shouldn't have blocked you. Let me go and block you. <laughs> Right, <laughs> like, but you block, <laughs> unblock, block, unblock. It depends on the person. It depends on the person. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Funny. If I'm like, uh, I probably shouldn't block him because I really want to know if he texts me and I really like him, <laughs> then I won't block you, right? <laughs> but if I block you and I don't even remember I blocked you and you like, well, I called you and I'm like, well, you did. I didn't get a message and then I'm like, oh shit, I probably did. <laughs> but you were probably somebody I blocked like six months ago. Yeah, and like I don't remember. So then to me, I'm just like, well, it wasn't that important anyway because mm-hmm. I blocked you, seriously, because I felt like it was a waste of time mm-hmm. and it took you six months to call or ask a question or something and I'm like, uh, It's probably because they realized at that point. I know. Right. You know like, oh, I'm she like, was actually cool. I've had right. people, I've had people like, your girl gave me the wrong number and I'm like, well, what's the number? And I said, that's the right number. And she didn't block them. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, just to me, I just don't, that I is don't the right like number. to waste my time. And that's the mm-hmm. other part. I'm not a small talk the hell out of me don't want you know I, I posted a video the other day and i'm like why do men slide into your dms with no intentions but to ask you what are you doing <laughs> blocked what ask me I what wish, i'm doing I like wish. if you're not asking me out if you're not oh asking like and i'm not saying everybody i have somebody that texts me like that and they're so boring to text right. like what i wish that's what man people in my dm don't even ask me what i'm doing they I just send me straight dick DMs. pics you know i have never, <laughs> never gotten a dick pic i've gotten a video um, of this dude yes in my dms i opened it and this dude was smashing some girl i don't even know who he is i'm like why are you sending me a video of this like are you, is this supposed to do something? I did. Like, well, I got, I got this body pic, and he, like, you know, he had, like, the V or whatever, and he mm-hmm. sent that to me. But then he ended up sending the same shit to my friend. And I mean, I have gotten it. pictures. Like, he probably like, just sent that picture to everybody. Right. See what you, see I have gotten pictures of, like, you know, the print pictures. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got on his boxes. Yeah, tasteful pictures. But don't send me the whole thing. Do you like dick pics? I don't like you. Not if I don't know you. Exactly. I don't know why dudes do that. That's what the video, that thing in my DNA, I opened up. I just try to stay in contact with my fans on my fan page so i had to take that off they lost their privilege to that because now when i post stuff on story they can't reply to me no because i'm tired of it i i i open some and it's a dick pic or it's a video of some or it's them jacking off and stuff like that it's disrespectful and i'm tired of it and i'm like I, there's no reason why i should be having to deal with that right now right. the people who do want to keep talking to me and, and being my fan and stuff like that they, they leave comments now under my stuff you know when i post and stuff and that's how we talk now but i don't think i'm gonna un- undo it because i haven't I been having to deal with no dms but yeah. i don't understand why dudes do that like you like it like there's something you want like and then you're not here maybe you stop sending dick pics y'all aren't listening but let me even if, even if I want to fuck you too, please don't send me a dick pic because I'm going to get all the way turned off. I'm yeah. going to tell you that. what I think what ha- is happening. They're probably seeing a dick pic to 10 women, right? And of the 10, some dumbass chick Ooh. is entertaining that <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, that's the thing they do what works. <laughs> right. It works. Some dumbass <laughs> chick is entertaining that shit, which is why they haven't stopped. And so it's just like this, oh, women don't like it, but there's somebody out there that likes it. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to send it to 10. And then one, and one of y'all going to respond. <laughs> you know, t- I got a 10% chance that one of them will respond and say something about it, and that will lead to what I'm trying to get. Listen, you know what I'm saying? them so, girls must be missing a, a whole side of their brain for that, because I've gotten some weird pics. Like, like not only you finna send it, but it's actually too. There was too. someone who posted a, big, uh, uh, <laughs> a, posted a status and said, I don't care, I'm fucking whoever. But even if she got stinky pussy, and a girl oh. underneath it said, 
Um, oh, and then in response said, I'll fuck you, but my pussy don't stink. What would make you even respond to this? <laughs> what was she going to say? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, I feel I feel bad for men that do um, send dick pics out because I've didn't happen to me, but I've seen it like with my girlfriends, and what they do is they show everyone in the room, look at this little thing or whatever. They just find any kind of flaw that they can and just sit there and make fun of it. That's don't feel bad. You can't feel bad for him because he put himself out there like that. Yeah. Like well, no, I, I, the reason I say I feel bad because they think that, it, that people like it. I'm like, no, dude, like everybody's just out there making fun of it. That would be like you taking a picture of my vagina, <laughs> click, click, and then sending it. Yeah, but they would love that hoping, shit. And then hoping <laughs> you didn't show it to your homeboys because the other part is, I don't know, it, unless you mean something to this guy, mm-hmm. he's probably showing his friends. Oh, yeah. yeah, and that's why I don't. I've never like really just sent oh, pictures yeah. like that because yeah. I feel like unless you really mean something to him, he's showing other people. Because I've been cool with dudes, right? Like uh-huh. just friends, like you know, homegirl, whatever. And they'll be like, "Look what this chick then sent me!" Right? And they send it to me, and I'm like, "Damn, her shit is like, ooh, like." Right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So, you have yeah. to be careful, just period, because period. I, you can't expect me not to show. Well, my then homegirl. and then too, they <laughs> like. I don't I know would. if y'all ever seen like those. <laughs> you say you would. Yeah, I'd be like, look. Right, girl, you see what you just sent me? And it's little. That's What's that on the side? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My friend sent me this girl with a little bitty coochie. I, and, she, and I was telling them, I said, this girl had a little bitty coochie. And they was like, What's a little coochie? And I showed them, they was like, Damn, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, but this shit is so little. It led to us like having this whole conversation about vaginas. It was all little. Like, we were all like, damn, her vagina looked like a little kid vagina. It, it was did. so little. It looked like a little kid vagina. It was so bad. It, it was, was just so kind of like. It was just small. Like, like I, I didn't where know is it, it like, like, why is it? It looked like, <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. It was just kind of like, but think about that. But you we know, had, no. But then, vagina <laughs> to some man who then sent it to some girls who sitting around looking at it like, what's wrong with her vagina? Yeah, <laughs> like, so, so lesson learned, no one sinned. <laughs> But then it came the conversation of like the uh, what were we talking about the uh, uh, the, oh, the labia the, yeah. or whatever. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Labia, so, yeah. labia. The, the, some being out and some being in, and mm-hmm. we was like, okay, like, and so we were like really like into it after we seen this girl stuff, and we were like, we didn't help the whole time. <laughs> so we're like, well, which one do you got? Because I got this one, and the other one was like, well, I got this one, and we're like, they look like that. There is many vaginas. The crazy part is like the girl that waxes me. So after we had the conversation, I went and had the conversation with her. You know she's seen a lot of pussy. (laughs) And they right there. There's memes on that where we talk about Cuban sandwiches because that's how I look with a hand. And the curtain. And the curtain. Like, we seen a picture of, like, it was a curtain, like, gathered together. And the girl was like, that's what mine look like. I was like, that's the curtain. (laughs) 
<laughs> you're like, don't tell nah. anybody. Might yeah. be a lovely surprise. But yeah. Nah. Like, so like, but men are, are like all face all down in it, and I'm like, I don't even know, cause I could be, I would have to be like, so what are we doing today? But no, I asked the guy, and he said it didn't matter. I asked him, I said, does it matter if it's in or out? Uh-huh. And he was like, it doesn't matter. Like it's, 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 it is what it is. It, it feels the same. Like yeah. he was like, it don't matter if it stick out, whatever. They gonna do what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Clearly, so. I mean, and I understand, cause if you have that many different types like there's like i looked i looked it up one time i don't i don't i know it was something on facebook but there was like these different types of vagina there mm-hmm. was like five different vaginas on this like chart see and i that's just not learned even that, all of them right i only learned there was two but and there was like five and that's because we were sitting in the airport trying <laughs> to kill time and we like <laughs> there were like Google five different it. vaginas so there was one that looked like a rose one that looked like a flower one that looked like this and, and i'm like all these different vaginas so as a man, as a man, or anybody who is a connoisseur well, of I'm vaginas, not Google that. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyone who is a connoisseur of vaginas uh-huh. have probably seen from this vagina from the rose all, all the, the way, way to the, oh yeah, and to you the don't even beef. have to be a connoisseur of vagina. Just go to Miami Strip Club. There you see all kind of pussy. <laughs> but when you strip clubs, I guess I never paid attention to their vagina. Out here, they're not showing pussy. Out there. No, I'm saying I've been to strip clubs where they make it. But I'm just saying, I don't know that I've ever seen it. See, but I work in the club industry, too. So it's like, you you become friends with the girl, (laughs) and then they there busting. You're like, yeah, girl. You Listen, the, the funniest compliments ever is like, when the girl on stage, and then the other girl walk by, she's like, look at that pretty pussy. And you're like, oh. That's what we do right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's pretty. Oh, okay. All I mean, right. so it's just like you just never know. So that was just one of those things. But yeah, the unsolicited dick pics. So would you actually date somebody in the industry? Um, I would. Or would you rather date someone who is like regular Dagla while you're in the industry? See, I thought I could do the regular Dagla, but the thing is about that, they're not gonna ever unless they can accept what you're doing. They in your life, you. they're not gonna understand it. They don't and, understand. And, yeah, it. and they're not gonna understand how you can be. For me, I'm always the only woman in the room. Mm-hmm. Like all the producers, rappers, all these people who walk in, they come in with their shorty, maybe, but they're not gonna talk to me. The shorty don't ever say hi to me. I don't know why the girls be like that, but you it's know. Okay, we didn't record it with men who didn't brought their whole wives with them into why she didn't even say nothing. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, no, right. we have we've had that several times. Like mm-hmm. where he come and she's like just sitting back there. It's almost like and it's like we can't. It's talk, like you ain't you know? going with them by yourself. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Set up her and it's like, hey girl, that's I mean it's fine. Bring her to it. You gotta but, bring her. Right. Yeah, but I mean, so I know that they won't be able to understand the lifestyle and and you know like I'm always around certain people and. And doing certain things. And I know now, more than ever, I've been on the road a lot. So how am I supposed to, you know, date somebody on a regular level where it's like, unless they understand. That's un- Because I'm and not saying I can't. But if they if they can't understand that, if they can't yeah. understand, like, hey, we got to make time for each other. And, and I know where there's a will, there's a way. So right. if you want to make time for that person, you will. Absolutely. You get me? Regardless of what you're going through. Absolutely. Right. So, you know, um, if they want to take that. Uh, that risk of, of, of uh, hey, this might hurt a little bit more because we're dealing with so much, you know, then, yeah, I would be all for it, you know, for someone, you know, in a really regular lifestyle because I like coming home to just playing video games and relaxing and laying back, kicking back, not doing nothing. You give me, like, I like that. I'm a loner sometimes, too, you yeah, know, right. like, so, but when it comes down to that, dating someone in the industry, it will have to be somebody who, for one, knows themselves 
And and once they know themselves, I know that I'm not gonna have to second guess what what it is they want because they know themselves. Right. But what who you know? would you rather date? Like someone of the same status of you or someone more low key? I don't think that matters. Whether it's you know what kind of status. If if we're in the industry, we're in the industry. But I, and it doesn't have to be like an artist or a producer. You know, it doesn't have to be nothing like that because regardless if they're an artist or producer or a DJ, they still gonna be around the same things. You know, plethora of women. <laughs> You know, and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. They know themselves and they know what they want. Then maybe, yeah, we can. You right. know what I mean? Because they know that, yeah, I am around this just the way I'm around that. Just the way they could have two, three, five women. I could have two, three, five dudes and women. What now? You feel me? So right. it's like, either we going to agree or not. And that's just it. <laughs> Which is probably why I've been single for so long. Because I just know I don't have time for it. And, and it's not that I don't want it. I don't want to put the patience in through it. It's just like... I don't know. But you're but you're busy too though. Yeah. And your your music and stuff, I'm sure comes first. It does, but what a lot of people don't understand is that my daily life is what inspires my music. So being out here for so long by myself was was hard. I mean, I was out here since November. I didn't get to have Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, and I was out here with, you know, friends and people out here who I was grateful enough to have. You know, they you know, my managers people, they let me come over and I and I had had plates of food and stuff with them. But still in the back of my mind I'm thinking about my family, you know, I'm thinking about the simple fact that damn I'm about to be twenty five, I ain't got nobody. You feel me? But then again it just hits me like, Well you're working, you're doing But you're still young though. Yeah. You really are but how you're talking about earlier where everybody puts a timing on things, Mm -hmm. it, it started to hit me like that woman, that women clock is ticking. Like, hey, uh, you know you Girl, got five years before you Girl, 30. You, you feel me? She's like, your clock ain't ticking. We, but, we, look, we 37, and there's still people that I know that's our age still getting pregnant having babies. And having babies. A lot and of them. Not even a little bit. A lot. I would still get pregnant and have babies. Not me. I don't, I don't believe it. I mean, they tied their tubes. I get that part. But I'm just saying, like, I don't believe even in that. Like, I'm told, <laughs> I have to tell people, like, don't shut down my biological tubes. My, don't shut down my my what's going on in my body. God ain't shut it down. It ain't nobody took it out. I ain't put no chemicals right. in to cut it off. I ain't cut nothing apart. It's perfectly healthy. It's mm-hmm. birth two perfectly healthy children. And so at this point, there is no reason for me to believe that I couldn't go any further and right. birth more. So you'll you know? be fine. And that's, yeah, that's a fine. good point. You're living Not, your life, and that's a good thing. Like, you're in a good yeah. space, I feel. Because, yeah. I mean, you're out here. You're pursuing, like, what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have kids. You're not lugging around your kids and everything. So you're really in a good position regardless of what other people may think. Right. It's a it's a lonely path, though. Like, it, it is there's, a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of people who's like, I wish I could do that music stuff. I wish I could do the artist stuff. But what you what they don't see is the amount of time you really got to be by yourself you know traveling and being in the studio i mean you yeah you can have some people over when you're working in the studio but you're not gonna pay attention to them because you're working you know and um just going all the way out here sometimes they're working they're going to school they can't follow you to where you're going so you got to spend that time away (laughs) from each other and it's just complicated when real when real life comes into play right so like we can be together we want to be together like hey we're together but actually having that relationship i think it's it's, i think it's gonna be tough for me in the long run until like i get settled down in in the whole industry right right after i already started making my money and and now i'm i'm open up different businesses because that's what i'm gonna do also um the whole point of my music is uh the end goal is to open up a non-profit that was like one of my questions yeah yeah. like what's your goal like what's your your vision like so my current goal right now is to just grasp the attention, just like we were talking about sex sales. I'm going to be singing about all kinds of things. And later on, when I have that attention, I'm going to put the focus where it really needs to be, whether it be about raising frequencies and elevations and uh, waking up to the things around you and taking care of yourself and people around you. 
And then uh, once I make the money I want to make from all of that, I'm going to go home and, and open up a nonprofit because the system back home, um, I was a part of the system. You know, foster care wasn't easy and I wouldn't want anybody else to go through that. Right. Like, and there's, there's children younger than me who are going through that system. And you think these kids are being taken care of, fed and stuff. The people who are taking care of them are hired off Craigslist. I'm sorry, you're taking a biological father from their biological, uh, their children from their biological parent to put them with someone you hired off the internet? Like, that's what our system is out there? And they're not helping them, they don't put them in school. I wasn't being taken to school. I was being kicked out of the house. By a certain time, they going home, so what you gonna do? And it's like, uh, I don't know, it's 11 o'clock in the morning, do we have food? No, they buy you food once a month, and you live in a house with four other kids, and you gotta pick whether it's a mixed home or same gender. Either or, you're still getting messed with because you can't lock the door. So it's just like torture all around to someone who has no fault in it, you know? And and I wanna make sure that later on, kids never have to deal with that. Even if their parents messed up, you know, they don't have to pay for it, you know? So I wanna buy out a huge resort like- uh, That's important, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I, I wanna buy out a huge resort and turn it into not only a home, but they can have their educational system there. So while they're there, they can be educated and grow up and make their own decisions That's on what they want to do in life versus just being thrown to the street and then wondering, oh, why why are you making bad, poor decisions? I mean, I don't know. They didn't have anybody to say this is wrong, this is right. And, you know, oh, I know you feel that way, but this is how you should go about it. You know, just guidance. Right. Know? And it, it's so sad because I was actually watching Ileana, if I'm saying it right, Vincent, yesterday. And there was a girl who actually grew up in a foster system because her mom had her when she was 14. Mm -hmm. She got pregnant at 12 and had her first abortion. Okay. So she had, um, she lived in like this foster home, but she was molested at the age of six. And Mm. she said that the, it wasn't just the man molesting her, it was both of them, her foster mother and father. And she said that they were basically using her. They would take her to the basement and using her for their sexual pleasure. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that, you know, kids in the foster system have to go through that. Because mm-hmm. when you put kids in a foster home, you're trusting that these people are taking care of these kids as Protect if they were their them. own. Yeah. It's, it's not even about, because the problem is taking care of them as if they're their own. Bullshit Just that. taking because care of them. Because you're own. You, you might fuck around. It is bullshit own. that, but if you're you going to be a foster parent. But I feel like there should be a level of, and I and I, and I'm, I full disclosure tell you this, I work with foster children. That's my job. So mm-hmm. to me, I do feel like what happens is we don't give them you, if I'm saying that your parents weren't good enough, mm-hmm. then who I give you to should be 10 steps above mm-hmm. what I took you from. Mm-hmm. And a lot of time what's, what ends up happening is we give kids, we trauma, we re-traumatize kids in custody. Mm-hmm. We bring kids in, re-traumatize the shit out of them. Yeah, and then put them back into the street. And then put them out into the street and say, oh, by the way, be an adult and live. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, the system itself is so fucked up. And there's a difference between foster parents and a group home. Right. And there was no funds for me and my brother to stay together. So I chose for him to have the foster parents because he had a home, his room, food. They took him to school. They took him to church. Like, they really took care of him. Me, I went to the group home. I was drunk, robbed. They told me, take your stuff. You'll be safe. Where are you going? What What was that for? I lost everything. They, they took everything from me, including the teddy bear that I had for comfort. They took that too. My bike that I was getting around because they don't take you to school and stuff like that. I was really trying to get myself to school and get myself through life and stuff. And then the program that I did school through, through them, five, 10 years later, they're like, oh, uh, that's no longer accredited. So you got to go back to school. So wait, hold on. I have a high school diploma since I was 17 years old. Now you're telling me I don't? Yeah, that's the system for you. 
So oh, yeah. I don't ever want anybody else to. They already went through so much. Why do they have to go through so much extra? It's like it's not like it's easy uh, transitioning into an adult to begin with. Right. Mm-hmm. That's true. And so I do believe that there needs to be better programs. <clears throat> I, I was out last night, literally from eleven in, in the at night to seven o'clock this morning, moving a kid in the middle of the night. Hmm. Why the fuck is there? Is it okay for someone to put a kid out in the middle of the night? Yeah. At what point is it there. become like why? Why don't we set higher standards for people that we say like because a parent can't a biological parent can't put their kid out in the middle of the night and somebody no, think it to be okay? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a problem. So if my kid is in your care. I don't give a damn what they do. Unless they're trying to kill themselves or hurt or harm someone else, which then requires a higher level of care, mm-hmm. then at 9 o'clock at night you go to bed and shit, somebody will come get you in the morning. Exactly. You know, so I think that those kind of decisions need to be further looked at. Like, I just literally was just out of my mind last night because I'm like, we're fucking moving a kid at 1 o'clock in the morning. And it's all a check at the end of the day. We get this kid to it a is, place. A lot of it is it's a check. fucking 4 o'clock Even the taking the kid from their parents, the government is going to check for that. Right. You take a kid, I mean, it's 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm picking up a kid. 4 o'clock in the morning, we're dropping you off. He's tired, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Now he got to go to school. He's depressed. Nobody want him. And then they wonder, oh, why are kids killing themselves? They're bullying other people. It's like, it's environment. It's a productive environment is what it is. And I, and I want to make sure that I can use my music and my money and, and my attention to... Do a better move, whether. And so whether, I agree with that. I, I'm happy that you. The wrong I am happy about I always that too. say that same thing. Mm-hmm. Like you know, um, any way to make that better because I don't believe that any any child deserves any. Like you know, I think that there's a there's a way to be able to deal with every situation, mm-hmm. and I definitely don't believe that we always deal with it in the best way. Mm-hmm. But you know, and like I said, just dealing with it all in myself, like I deal with it a lot, you know. And to me, I don't understand it. You know, I don't understand the system. Like, well, what the hell are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, it's adults that manage kids. Mm-hmm. And they're kids with trauma. Because trauma, you the first trauma that you have is being removed. Everything else you do from there is a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. So if I'm 15, 16 years old with an extra horrible attitude, well, you got to remember, I've been removed. I've been shifted from one place to the other. I don't really trust anybody. Then you're dealing with the fact that your parents aren't there for you like they're supposed to be. Right. My dad told That's my mom That's traumatic already. My, right. my, my, my dad told my mom, grab Travis, which is my little brother, and go and leave her in there. She'll be all right. That's what he said. And I'm like, well, he was the so one who already putting that. me through a traumatic experience. So. But think about that. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, you got to accept, damn, my parents weren't parents to me. <clears throat> yep. So that's so, traumatic in itself. All in mm-hmm. itself. And then you have to deal with everything else that come after that. Exactly. Right. And, and you expect me to have a good attitude. You expect me to be happy and respectful in your household when I'm dealing with all this shit in my own mind that I can't even control. Right. I don't yep. know why I'm having these feelings. Like, right. why, why nobody wants me? And then you want to put me out at one in the morning? And somebody got to come get me. And I somebody don't even fucking know. And then I got to get to this next location and you that want me to be respectful and happy? Know. Then your court ordered not to tell anyone where you are. So I couldn't tell my... I didn't have a phone or anything. So I didn't... My mom didn't know where I was. I didn't know where she was. And you know how... At least in jail, they give you a toothbrush and whatever. Like a little a little kit for you to take care of yourself. They didn't give me nothing. The bed they give me ain't have no sheets. It was an old broken mattress. That's all I had. They put me in a room with that. I was like, I'm not laying on that. So I laid on the floor. So they treat you like prisoners yeah. is what they do. Yeah. The food and then is say, and then, worse and than prisoners. And then say, mm-hmm. you're 18 now. Go Bye. Yeah. I mean, and so I get it. Like, I And, and that's where your passion comes yeah. in because, like, you always talk about having, like, a transition home. Like, transition instead, instead home. of having, like, you're 18, get out. Because mm-hmm. kids really aren't grown when they're 18. They have that. They're not mentally they grown when they're 18. They're still children. 
Um, and, and I'm happy that they do have that. But the fact that I went through so much trauma in between that, when I hit 17 and my, and the court and the judge was finally like, all right, we'll get, cause they gave us back, but we were living in the car. We were living in a hotel and stuff like that. And they were like, no, you got to have a home. So we got taken away again. And then when we finally got back, I was like, yeah, stay another year and you might get a check, but they put so many rules on you on top of that. So I was like, you know what? I can't deal with this for another year. I'm out. I already dealt three birthdays in here. I'm good. You know, and, and, and it's <laughs> it, they make it like, yeah, they'll help you after you get out. But you got to go through a lot in between that. And and a lot of it is just, you know, if there's an expectation that's set that's way beyond what a child can deal with. You know, what I'm yeah. saying? any person, you know, what I'm saying, because sometimes you're expecting people to come out and deal with their traumas and people that just regularly live with parents that never get removed and their traumas are struggling. Mm-hmm. That's what I need to like people. Okay, so that's that's the thing that bothers me about like structure and like people at the top mm-hmm. who make the decisions. They have no idea what people down here are going through. Mm-hmm. So they need to have somebody who understand like because what like how is it okay as soon as a person is eighteen, as soon as they turn eighteen and just throw them out to the street? Why is that okay? It's, it's not, not okay anymore. Ooh, and getting a job while it was in between that was interesting. So what ends up happening a lot of times too mm-hmm. is your kid. Okay, you have kids with trauma. You got people with trauma. And so, trying to transition a kid is hard as fuck. Because it's hard as fuck to get them to trust you enough to say, look, this I'm trying to do something to help you. Because we haven't really properly dealt with their trauma or given them people to trust. So, if, if I've been in 15 different homes... What's any different than what the hell? Like you gonna tell me nothing different than every than every fifteen damn person I didn't talk to? Mm-hmm. Right. That and they're speaking I don't to really like give a million a damn different therapists. You. you know what I'm saying? So think about that. Or you give me a therapist, and therapy has a stigma, even amongst foster children. I don't want to be in therapy. I want to be normal, and I have never had a chance to be normal in some of these cases, depending on what home they're in, what kind of home they're in, the type of home they're in. If you're in a group home, all the kids at school know you're in a group home, you packing back and forth with the kids from the group home. You know what I'm saying? So don't put me in therapy. I don't want to be in therapy. So they're usually not processing because they're old enough at this point, Not you're not processing a lot. They're fighting the process of what we can offer. Mm-hmm. And so that's really hard. And right? I heard that's traumatic in general, like yeah. being in a group home, because like a lot of kids are getting raped by the older kids. Which they is why I chose to be, kids, which is why so, I yeah. chose to be in the all-female one, but I was getting jumped. So it was either choose to get raped or choose to get jumped. I, I chose to get jumped. Now nah, that's why I know how to fight, because I've been jumped so many damn times, you know? But it's like, uh, the, the it's not just even the transition. It's, it's, it's like doing the therapy. They're asking you the same 10 million questions, and then it's like no empathy. They're just writing on a paper, and you get tired of telling the story 10 million times to all these different people who are just writing on a paper. And one time I broke into the house mom's room to see what was in there. Yeah, I got arrested, whatever. But I saw the whole booklets that they write every single thing you do to when you get up, to when you brush your teeth, to when you run away, all kind of stuff. And I felt like a mouse. I'm like, this is a lab? Y'all doing testing on me? I lost it. And I was like, oh, I never coming back. So they called the cops. The cops was like, if you're not coming back, we don't want to come do another report. So I was like, nah, forget it. And that's when I was just like out there living on the street. And the so I was trying to get liability. back to my mom. So that's why they're checking every mm-hmm. damn thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. Is they're liable for you as a But, as but they're also not taking care of it. They're <clears throat> no, and, and, you're, and you're just and another kind of kid. Stuff. You're yeah. just another person another in check. the system. You're right. another check at the end of the day. So what? Like, what is your ultimate goal for your facility? 
Like, what would it have, like, once you get to Most it? definitely. So, think about, like, uh, those resorts in Orlando where it's huge. They got all that room for hotel rooms. So, basically, the hotel rooms are going to be bunk spaces for kids. Um, it's going to be half boy, half girl. Uh, the I'm going to add two more sports uh, fields that they have. So, whether they already have tennis and basketball, then they'll have so a football field and soccer and stuff like that. And then I'll have a full-blown educational system in between all that. So, they don't even have to leave the resort. To do anything they want to do. They'll have an arcade there. They'll have those sports. They'll have their pool. They have everything. And they can live a normal life. And whether they want to get therapy because they need it there in the system, I'm going to make sure my therapists actually know what they're doing. I had a therapist. I had a therapist. <laughs> she came up. She had cheetah socks on. Some shoes. I was like, why would anybody even put that on? She was wearing these red leggings. Then she had a skirt over it. I'm like, this lady looks like she got mental issues. Why are you trying to talk to me about anything? <laughs> trying to make sure um i get my music out there first and then i have this edm song that i'm going to be dropping it's going to be body positivity and i want to get it towards uh so on the runway with models it's all types of bodies you know because okay. I, I don't know if you guys know about that whole thing that happened with victoria's secret uh they basically lost a lot of business after nikita she's a transvestite who came out she did her own type of uh it was like a music video type thing. She was like an angel and, and Victoria's Secret said something really messed up to her and all the trans women LGBT were like, well, fuck you, Victoria, you know? And, 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 and it's the truth. I mean, like how, how are you going to discriminate against someone just because of the way they look or what they used to be like? So my right. music is this EDM song is going to come out. It's going to be about working your glow. doesn't matter what you look like, where you come from. You're going to work that glow and feel yourself what as you yourself thought? and your best, 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 best feeling. Like I just want them to feel that themselves and be happy being them so that's my goal right there is is making people feel is my goal right now i want people to feel so where can people reach you um instagram uh lucy loray on instagram right now um i'm not really using facebook so i'm not even gonna put that out there but yeah instagram is somewhere you guys can all reach out with me now i thought about it i tried it i can't keep up with that so how do you spell lucy loray uh lucy loray is l-u-c-y-l-a-r-a-e okay so if people wanted to book you they will book you through uh, you can hit me up through there, but also you can hit up my manager, uh, Vegas Tagus. Um, dang, his email is in my files. I gotta get that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Vegas Tagus is his Instagram page, and you can reach him there. That's my management. So if I ever want uh, you guys want to book me for anything, uh, whether it was just showing up and hosting, I do that. Performing, um, you can hit up Vegas Tagus. Um, most definitely, I'm down for any kind of event. I, I like to be a part of the community. Okay. You know, so that's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All righty. Well, um, this has been a really good conversation. I'm glad. Yes. Thank yeah. you for joining us. And thank you for having me, for real. And thanks for coming. Thank yeah. you for having yeah. me. We had an extra yeah. guest over here. Yeah. She's quiet, though. She's like, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to listen. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she walked she's in and I was like, you look familiar. I'm going to tell you where you look familiar from in a minute. Because I'm going to tell you exactly where I, where I saw you at. But it's okay. She's my support. She's, She's my like, support. Look, you know where you saw me at? I do know. Because exactly as soon as you said, you look familiar, she said, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I don't. If you don't know me. <laughs> you don't know me. I don't know you, but I'm going to tell you where you look familiar from. So, um, you guys know you can catch us on, um, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, 
SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. We post a new episode every Sunday. Um, and then on Mondays, we are on SeattleHipHopRadio.com. We are there on uh, Monday and Friday, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, so you guys can catch us there as well. Um, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter, Facebook. Um, we are Mocha Tea, just one word, Mocha Tea Podcast on those platforms. And then, of course, we have the email, which is mochatea2018 at gmail.com. You guys, we are at the Ice Event Center every third Sunday. Or no, sorry, Monday. Not Sunday. I'm on different time. Every <laughs> third Monday of the month. Um, come out, join us. We'll be there live. Um, this Tomorrow's um, episode. We yes. have an episode tomorrow. Um, so come out, join us, you guys. We're there every month, um, every Monday, every month. Um, just kind of chopping it up. It's a live discussion. We usually interact back and forth with the crowd and some more stuff. So um, we look forward to seeing you guys there, and we are out. Yeah, much love, much love, much love. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>